You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Rockies baseball today on this Friday the 13th as Thomas Harding, kind enough to join us, our Rockies beat reporter for MLB.com. Thomas, we thank you for the time as always. And, uh, of course, the Rockies, uh, one of the 10 teams to qualify for the 2017 postseason. Their stay uh, short-lived, of course, as they fell to the Diamondbacks in that uh, wild, wild card game at Chase Field. Uh, the final score, 11-8 to eight, uh, Arizona. But, Thomas, I got to think that despite the early departure from the postseason, uh, a lot of things to feel good about for the Rockies and for their fan base. You know, it was a very young uh, rotation this year that, uh, you know, had their ups and downs, but more ups than downs, obviously, as they helped lead the team to the postseason. We saw the usual brilliance from uh, Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado, two MVP candidates uh, for 2017. So I would think that even though going into a very competitive uh, NL West where the Dodgers reigned supreme and the Diamondbacks had a great season, that there's still a lot to be excited about for the Rockies in 2018. Uh, yes, I think that this team has entered a window of winning. And it, it's funny because I really believed, and I think I would said as much uh, publicly, I even said it to the general manager, Jeff Breidich, that I thought maybe 2018 would kind of be the beginning. And I thought that this year, because of the young pitching, they would struggle at the end. Uh, they wouldn't have enough to get into the playoffs, but they proved me wrong, and um, I'm sure a lot of Rockies fans are happy about it. It was an exciting season for the club. Yeah, it sure was. We saw great uh, contributions from, you know, John Gray, Armand Marquez, and and pitchers of that ilk. We saw, you know, the, the great comeback story from Cancer with uh, Chad Bettis, and he provided a, a great boost uh, down the stretch. So, you know, again, I, I got to think that there's really a, a lot to look forward to. And would you say, and you kind of, you know, intimated this, that is this team maybe like a year or two ahead of schedule as to, you know, opposed to where most fans thought they would be right now? I, I felt they ended up ahead of schedule because if you look at it, two key starting pitchers, Kyle Freeland and Antonio Senzatella, both of those guys gave them a big lift, especially through the first half. Neither of those guys had been in the majors. Um, Freeland was in AAA last season. And Senzatella had only thrown 34 and two-thirds innings at the double-A level. So to see guys like that be such contributors at the major league level, I think that's what added a surprise element to this team this year. Um, So to to see that happen, and also if you look at it, John Gray was injured in April, missed about a month and a half. We talked about Chad Bettis missing all the way until August with his inspiring comeback, but also – Tyler Anderson underwent knee surgery in early July, missed some time. And Tyler Chadwood, not only did he struggle on the mound, but he also had a calf injury that cost him some time in the second half. If you think about all those injuries to your starting rotation and you still end up going to the postseason when, you know, starting pitching had always been an issue for the Rockies, you have to feel pretty good about the depth that they built and just simply the performance of some very young pitchers. Yeah, no question. And to not only go to the postseason, but to go to the postseason in a division which already had two other playoff teams in it, I mean, to me, that's remarkable that, you know, the the competition all year in the NL West, it never relented, and the Rockies still did enough to clinch that second wild card spot and uh, get into the postseason. And, uh, Thomas, kind of transitioning to the offense, you know, I've been a big fan as well as, you know, many other people. I'm not alone here. A big fan of uh, Nolan Arenado and – I believe you know the the first player in maybe a decade with three straight seasons of 130 plus RBIs. I mean, 
is there a sense that as great as he is, that we could potentially be watching an all-time great by the time this is all said and done? I really hope so. I mean, if you look at him, not only defense, not only offensively, but defensively, the fact that he's won four straight gold gloves, and I can't imagine him not taking home his fifth after the voting comes out. Um, you're talking about one of the all-time greats here. I mean, you, you start looking at names like Mike Schmidt and Brooks Robinson in, in, in that elk, um, and he's still a very young player because he came up at a very young age. So you're, you're, so you're looking at a guy who could have a really long career. A lot of people hope that long career is in Colorado, kind of like um, Todd Helton spent 17 seasons with the Rockies. I don't know when what will happen come the end of 2019 into 2020 when he is eligible for free agency. Can the Rockies find a way to sign him for a little bit longer before then? Um, you know, what happens? But, hey, let's not look too far down the road. I mean, right now we're witnessing some greatness. He's the first third baseman to have three straight 130 RBI seasons. And um, his, his home runs, you know, another, what, 37 this year after – after hitting, what, 41 last year, I think 42 the year before. I mean, we're talking about a guy with consistent power and run production. Absolutely. And I know that the <laughs> knock in previous years on, on any productive Rockies hitter is obviously the, the Coors Field part of the equation. But, Thomas, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that not just this past year but for the past couple where we've seen Arenado be so productive, his home and road splits are, are pretty identical, are they not? Uh, they're a lot closer than, than people seem to think. I mean, people just automatically assume that. But, you know, there have been seasons where he's hit more home runs on the road than at home. I mean, yeah, you're not going to have the exact splits. But uh, I, I just keep coming back to this that people seem not to understand. And I guess, um, I, I, I guess there's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to it is that if you play in Colorado, yes, it's an abnormal atmosphere at home, but it's not like you show up in another place and you feel like it's a normal atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So you're playing 80, you know, you're, 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 you're essentially playing um, 162 games in abnormal atmospheres. And, and until people get that one right, I think they'll never be able to judge Coors Field. I mean, if there, there was a stat done where they compared Arenado's home and road splits, then they took Clayton Kershaw's home and road pitching splits. And it turned out the Dodger Stadium was kinder to Clayton Kershaw than Coors Field was to Nolan Arenado. Wow. Now, that, that should not be news, most of us who follow this thing, and we look at Cincinnati and Philadelphia and uh, the – and, and, and the park in Chicago, all of those parks are kinder to their hitters than on the road, but you always hear it about Denver. So yeah. you, look at, you, look at these, um, you look at the stats, and it's just hard to believe that, you, that if you took Nolan Arenado out of Coors Field, he would be a terrible ball player. That's, uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Right, right. It's, it's a ridiculous bias that people have, you know, towards the altitude and, and Coors Field, and, and people have this notion that, you know, Anybody goes in there, hits 700-foot home runs. It's not true, but until that bias disappears, I don't think that guys like Blackman and Arenado and Trevor Story are going to get their just desserts because, again, that bias exists. But hopefully, hey, let's put out more studies and, and we'll change people's opinions and, and they'll start to recognize that Arenado was not only a great player, but as, as we elaborated on, he could potentially be an all-time great. So Yeah, and, and, and I, would, I would say what would have to happen probably is – simply have the um, Rockies win a few World Series. I mean, nobody talks about, um, uh, you know, about 
left field at at Fenway Park cheapening players. Right. Nobody talks about that. Or right field at Yankee Stadium, yep. the way even the old one, no one talks about that. Why? Those teams have won, and they and they've won for a long time. And you know, maybe the maybe the um, the the inability to put cores into perspective will exist forever, but all the Rockies have to do is just win. Yeah, I mean, that that's uh, what cures all ills. Uh, just yeah. win, and uh, the Rockies did some winning in 2017, hopefully more on the way for 2018 and beyond. And uh, Thomas, kind of transitioning here, uh, in terms of your personal favorite moments, whether it was a moment, a play, a game, or something quirky, what kind of stands out to you from this past season? Well, I think when I look at 2017, I am always going to – remember the return, I think it was on August 14th, of Chad Bettis from Cancer. And, and the moment that always hits me is when he walked in from the bullpen after throwing his pitches, and there was, they, they played a song, you know, a theme song for him, but there was no announcement and the crowd went crazy. Then he pitched seven scoreless innings. That one will always stick out to me. And the next one, because let's face it, it takes a lot to top this one, was Nolan Arenado hitting the, the home run to complete a cycle yes. on Father's Day. This is, that was incredible. I mean, um, and it was a tight game against the San Francisco Giants. Normally, when someone hits for the cycle, they're winning in a blowout. Well, that was a walk-off home run to win that game. So hmm. those are the two moments that are always going to stick out for me. Yeah, that's a good point. When most players complete cycles, the game is in hand. Maybe they need, you know, a, a single or a double. But but to to need a home run, to not only complete the cycle, but to win the game and to get both on one swing, uh, that was one of the more uh, memorable and meaningful cycles that we've ever seen. So hats off to uh, Nolan Arenado for that one. And, uh, Thomas, in terms of something that just completely blindsided you or just knocked you sideways something that you were or nobody else saw coming anything stand out in that regard well i do think that the rookie starting pitching really kind of hit me um because like i say you look at it and at times they had four rookies and especially a a chad freeland who had never pitched at the major league level but i think even more antonio senzatella um last last year in 2016 he had a couple of bouts with shoulder tightness, but also his mother died in Venezuela. He only threw 34 and two-thirds innings. And I'm thinking, there's no way they take a guy with this little experience and make him a major leaguer in the starting rotation at the start of the season. And they did it. And he was one of the better pitchers in the first half. I mean, there was talk of him going to the All-Star game. Now, some of this young pitching kind of conked out down the stretch. So that to me, stands out as being very unexpected. The other thing that was unexpected, or I'm not even sure exactly how to categorize this, was the Rockies got off to an excellent start. They played a lot of games on the road to start the season. I really think that works to their advantage because they don't have those long homestands where you're adjusting to two different atmospheres. But things were falling apart on the road in the second half. Then they go to Dodger Stadium in September sweep them in four games there, then win the first two of a four-game series at Arizona. I thought, I thought that stretch, which really helped put them into the playoffs, that told me a lot about, about how this team handles itself. The fact that 
although they were struggling, they, they didn't fall into, oh, my gosh, we are the Rockies. We haven't won in a while. Therefore, we won't win. They really believed that they were the team they were at the start of the season, and that really showed late in the year. Yeah, uh, to have that mental toughness, especially for guys so young and unproven in that rotation to win six straight games against uh, would-be playoff teams, that was a big turning point for the Rockies, and hopefully it leads to uh, even bigger and better things to come for the Rocks uh, come 2018 and beyond. Uh, time will tell, of course. Thomas Harding, a pleasure as always. Uh, we will do it again soon. We thank you for the time. In the meantime, it's Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Colorado Rockies.